Hello, and welcome to No More Mr. Nice Guy. I'm your host, Katherine Brooks, and I am a life coach for men. And this is a podcast that helps men truly thrive, which means removing any blocks that are in the way to thriving. And that's what we're talking about today. Today, I'm going to share with you five very common limiting beliefs that are standing between you and your happiness, connection, and expansion. So here's how this is going to go down. I am going to share with you each of these limiting beliefs and how they show up. Then we're going to talk about three ways to overcome them. And I'm also giving you an opportunity to get some free one-to-one coaching with me. This episode is really juicy, so stay until the end to see how you can get on my calendar for a coaching session. All right, let's start with what the fuck a limiting belief even is. A limiting belief is a story, a thought, or a mindset that you take to be absolute truth that is holding you back in life. A common one that I hear is, it's really hard to make friends in your 30s. That is a limiting belief. If you are thinking it's hard to make friends in your 30s, then you will be seeing all of the experiences of friend making as hard. That is your label for that experience. What we are doing today is we are looking at the more subtle limiting beliefs that show up for so many of us. I have personally experienced all of these and I'm still releasing waves of this programming when I notice it showing up in my life. And I am dead set on removing any last vestiges of these beliefs when I notice them because they are so unhelpful. You will know what I mean when we go through these. Let's start with the very first one that we're diving into today. The first very common limiting belief that I want to bring to your attention is I'm only worthy when I'm achieving. This is straight male socialization. Women are socialized to believe that we are only worthy and valuable when people like us. Men are socialized to believe that they are only worthy and valuable when they are achieving. Why is this an issue? This creates a hamster wheel effect. If the only way that you believe you are worth love, belonging, acceptance, when you are achieving, you are constantly on a hamster wheel, striving for more, striving for more, striving for more. And there is no end in sight. There's no final destination that you'll get to where all of the love and belonging and acceptance will land because this specific belief keeps you stuck in a cycle. I've achieved something. I feel momentary worthiness, but then it fades. And so I need to keep achieving. And then I feel momentary worthiness again, and then I need to keep achieving. It's clear how this belief creates burnout, disillusionment, workaholism. But the subtler danger here is when you're believing I'm only worthy when I'm achieving, you're moving through life disconnected from your inherent truth and value. And that is a painful experience. Totally speaking from personal experience here, I have outsourced my worth in so many different ways. And the low-grade misery that creates 
is very real and it can be hard to detect where it's coming from. That's part of the reason why I'm sharing these five limiting beliefs with you today is so that you can start to notice, huh, where might these be showing up in my life? Also just want to bring your attention to the fact that they might not sound exactly like I'm saying them. So you might not have the thought, I'm only worthy when I'm achieving, but you might think, I can't take another vacation this year because then what will everybody think of me? Then I'll be considered lazy. Like it might show up in these other ways. Okay, number two, if I accept myself, then I'll become complacent. You might be nodding your head right now. And if you are, brilliant awareness. I have heard this one from so many of my male clients, male friends, This is another part of societal conditioning that says, do not accept who you are or your life in this moment. If you do, you'll become a lazy bump on a log. What I love to ask people when they tell me this, like, no, 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 I certainly can't accept myself as I am today because complacency. I love to ask, has that actually ever happened to you? Have you ever fully accepted yourself and then wanted to give up on life because you've become lazy? To date, everyone has answered no. And so if this is a limiting belief that you live with, I want you to ask yourself that question. If I accept myself, then I'll become complacent. How do you know? I love this quote from Harriet Lerner, brilliant author. She writes, our society doesn't promote self-acceptance and it never will. First of all, self-acceptance doesn't sell products. Capitalism would fall if we liked ourselves the way we are now. For people who are committed to their own growth and expansion, a mistake that we make is rejecting our current self in favor of growing into an air quotes better version of ourselves. I have been doing this up until about two years ago. I was rejecting and trying to race away from my current circumstances and current self. That's a really sad state to be in. Living in a place without self-acceptance creates a lot of anxiousness. So if you notice this showing up, just take note of how this is affecting your life. And the belief is, if I accept myself, then I'll become complacent. Is that true? And how the fuck do you know? Okay, number three, I'm not there yet. Here's how this shows up. Because I don't yet have everything I desire. That means I haven't made it yet. I'm not there yet is a really common belief, especially for high achievers. And the truth is, there is no such thing as making it. By the logic of this belief, I'm not there yet. I've only made it or I'm only a success if I have everything I desire. And that is actually an impossible place to be in because our hearts and minds will never stop creating new desires. Name the person who has, by all the societal measures, everything in the world. That person still has desires. Perhaps it's not for material things. Perhaps it's for more time. Perhaps it's for more love. Perhaps it's for time with someone who has passed. When we're living from our truth, our life is guided by our desires. Our desires are like seeds from the future that show us where we're going and that guide us into the future. Believing 
I'm not there yet is a version of rejecting yourself now. And I want to share a quote about this concept from Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar, who is a positive psychology expert. Dr. Ben-Shahar coined the term arrival fallacy. Here's the quote. Arrival fallacy is this illusion that once we make it, once we attain our goal or reach our destination, we will reach lasting happiness. Arrival fallacy is the illusion that once we make it, we will reach lasting happiness. So believing I'm not there yet, what you're saying to yourself is there is some end destination where I will finally be a success and I will finally not desire anything else. And it's simply not true. This is another belief that keeps us in urgency and a need to be constantly racing forward. Okay, belief number four. If I'm nice and agreeable, then I deserve love, belonging, and to have my needs met without me asking. This is the foundational belief of nice guy syndrome. This is the nice guy's worldview. He believes that his niceness and his agreeability are his keys to the kingdom. And that because of those two qualities, he deserves certain things from other people. And the having his needs met without asking ends up being problematic and creates rifts and conflict. However, part of his worldview is transactional. I exchange agreeability for your love, for your acceptance. I think it's clear as to why this is ultimately damaging Living from a worldview that is transactional creates a lot of resentment when the other parties are not upholding what you want them to uphold. It creates resentment. A lot of men who experience nice guy syndrome have repressed anger. They're often really angry, but they swallow it because that doesn't fit into the nice guy persona. Repressed anger, resentment can create sulking. Nice guys often snap and then feel a lot of shame about that. And they're often in the state of confusion as to why their needs aren't being met when they are giving so much by being nice and ultimately by compromising their truth. So if this one shows up for you in any way, shape or form, I just want to invite you to start noting, huh, where might this belief be false and where might it be actually harming my relationships and my connection with myself? Just start getting curious there. And the fifth limiting belief that we are covering today. This is the supervillain of these five villains. I'm not enough. Whew. Even saying it out loud kind of gives me chills down my body. I'm not enough is a losing state of mind. The belief I'm not enough is often connected to something like until I dot, 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 until I have X amount of money in the bank, this car, this job title, until my business is at this specific revenue level. There can be a qualifier like that, but the baseline belief there is still, I'm not enough. This creates a lot of shame. There is no external accomplishment that'll ever finally take away this belief. And that's one of the hardest truths that I've ever had to swallow and that a lot of my clients ever swallow because they've been living their lives grasping for that thing that's finally going to make them feel like enough. And when they 
can sit with the reality of, holy shit, there actually isn't an external thing that's ever going to make me feel good about myself. It cracks a whole paradigm that they've been living in. We can feel temporary relief when we have a big win, but when we believe about ourselves, I'm not enough, the relief is always fleeting and the shame just comes rushing right back in. Insert addictive tendencies. Victoria Song is an author and a coach, and she wrote the book Bending Reality, which I highly recommend. And she describes the I'm not enough belief as trying to fill a bathtub, but the plug isn't there. And so the water is rushing in, but it's also rushing out through the drain. It's like when we are running around believing I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. It doesn't matter what we pour into our lives. It will never last. The satisfaction will never last. The feelings of success will never last. They'll constantly be going out the drain until we believe we are enough and we are worthy right now already as we are no changes needed. Okay. I pulled these five beliefs specifically to talk about today because they're so common. I have worked through and I'm still working through in some ways, all five of these showing up in my life. If you're recognizing yourself in these descriptions, then your awareness is already high and having awareness of where they're showing up is the most powerful place to start from when it comes to releasing them. If you aren't connecting the dots with where these beliefs show up for you, then I encourage you to pause, write each one down and carefully watch your thoughts in the next week to see where a version of one of these beliefs might be showing up for you. Even a version, it does not have to sound, again, like the way that I stated it, but let's say the nice guy syndrome belief is present with you. It may not sound in your head exactly like, if I'm nice and agreeable, then I deserve love, belonging, and to have my needs met without asking. It might sound more like, gosh, I really did a lot for that coworker. I don't know why they're not thanking me. So again, watch your thoughts and watch how these beliefs sound in your brain. Awareness is key. So let's talk about releasing them. I've got three ways that I want to walk you through. To start, deeply held programming is not going away in an instant. We build architecture in our lives to avoid feeling shame. We have numbing techniques, we have distraction techniques. And when we're taking these five limiting beliefs as absolute truth, we have ways in our lives where we're hiding, we're shrinking ourselves We're not going for the things that we want. We're beating ourselves up. We avoid taking risks or we are taking so many risks because we feel like we have something to prove. Ultimately, we're living smaller lives than we're capable of because we're living with a lot of fear and shame when these beliefs are running the show. Ask me how I know. I'm very familiar with this. Okay, so how do we step out of them? Here's one way to start. As you are watching your brain in the next week for where these might be showing up for you, I want you to just ask yourself one simple question. 
If that wasn't true, so let's say the I'm not good enough belief, if that wasn't true, if I believed I was enough, what would I do right now? Offer yourself the opposite as a starting point for decision making. So let's say you have been believing I'm not there yet and you have a decision on the table. It could be small. Ask yourself, if I believed I've already made it, what would I do? And I'm sharing this because this is actually how we start to stretch our brain in a new direction. Even if you do not believe that you are good enough right now, start playing with how would I respond if I did believe that and give that a try. Okay. Second, if you are noticing that one or more of these beliefs is showing up for you in a really big way, I have an exercise for you, paper to pen, that is so helpful. And it is called The Work by Byron Katie. If you are already familiar with this, go forth and use the four questions. If you are not, Google The Work by Byron Katie. It is a series of four questions. And there's something about handwriting the answers that is psychologically powerful. So grab a pen and a paper and write down the belief at the top of the paper. And then here are the four questions that you're going to ask yourself. And you can find this on Byron Katie's website too. One, is it true? Two, can I know this is absolutely true? For example, I'm only worthy when I'm achieving. Is it true? Can I know that is absolutely true? The third of the four questions is what happens? How do I react when I'm believing this thought? And then the fourth question is, who would I be without this thought? Full details of this exercise on her website. So I highly recommend using this. It doesn't have to take very long, but it is very powerful. When I notice a stressful thought, I take it through those four questions multiple times a week. Okay, here's the third option for how we are going to release these limiting beliefs. I want to offer you some coaching. Here's how this works. If you subscribe to this podcast and you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I will gift you a free 30-minute one-to-one coaching session. So here's how to do that. Send a screenshot of the review to podcast at kathbrooks.com and you will receive a scheduling link to book your session. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. So take a read there. You don't have to memorize it, but it would mean the world to me if you subscribed to this show on whatever podcasting platform works for you. And if you would pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, it really makes a difference, especially for new podcasts and would mean the world to me. So send me a screenshot podcast at kathbrooks.com and we will get some live coaching time together. If you are thinking, damn, I think I could use some long-term coaching. Let's talk. The link to book a discovery call is also in the show notes. If you are curious about what my one-to-one coaching program is like, how it might support you, how it might help you get from where you are to where you want to go, book a discovery call with me. It's one hour. I take you through a clarity exercise that helps you name specifically where you are now, where you want to go, and what might be standing in your way. 
and we talk about all the ins and outs of what it would look like to work together and we see if we would make the right fit to get you where you want to go. The discovery calls are moments when people walk away saying, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was actually going on for me, which is always a moment I love. If you are curious about coaching, get on my calendar. Would love to speak with you. So wonderful to be here with you. I will see you next week.